Hello, gorgeous friends, and welcome to the Embracing Enough podcast. You know, I've always said that women and girls have some incredible stories to tell. And that's what we do here. We share our stories in order for others to feel seen, heard, and hopefully less alone. This is your host, Dina Skippa, founder of Enough Labs, and I am so excited that you're here. And this is our fourth season. I still can't believe it. When I started out this podcast, I had no idea of the types of stories that we would tell, and even more, the impact that we would have. And here we are, continuing to have some much needed conversations around our enoughness, our confidence, and how to own our truth. This season, well, we're doing things a little differently, choosing to shine a spotlight on those who are brave enough to be called a disruptor. We're going deep with folks who have chosen to disrupt things for the better, even if it meant that they had to be the blueprint to do it. It's gonna get real over here, but the hope is that you walk away from each episode feeling more inspired to be a disruptor yourself, whatever that looks like for you, all while embodying the essence of joy, courage, and permission. Listen, I've been on my own journey of embracing my own enoughness, for a very long time. And this season, it just feels like perfect timing to unpack what being a disruptor looks like and how it connects to our own personal definitions of confidence. Let's get into it. All right, we are back with another episode of Embracing Enough, the podcast brought to you by Enough Labs. It's your girl, Dina, and I am so, so, so excited to be sitting down with my good friend, Elena Katz, who's going to talk to us about what she sees by way of what she's been disrupting. I cannot wait to get into it. She is a Force, let me tell you. Let me get into a little bit of her details so you guys know what we're working with here. <laughs> Elena is an intuitive money and life coach here to awaken you to your inherent financial power. She is a certified success and life coach, NLP and hypnotherapy practitioner, and she uses her training, knowledge, and intuition to guide you along the path from money stress and unfulfillment to freedom and abundance. I actually met Elena, I think now two years ago, in a sort of mastermind, if you will. We were all coming together very early in our businesses and just looking to awaken (laughs) something in ourselves, but also really bring our magic forward. And I was so honored to be in a space with her. And now two years later, wow, full circle. So Elena, welcome to the show. I cannot wait to get into this conversation with you. Thank you so much for having me, Dina. And oh my God, are you the hype girl of my dreams? (laughs) I mean, it's easy to hype you up. (laughs) Are you kidding? (laughs) I'm just going to receive it all. Thank you. This is amazing. I'm just, yeah, I think it's been about two years since we first connected and we've never met in person, not yet at least, Mm -hmm. but 
be able to have this conversation with you today for all of your people and just, you know, selfishly to talk with you. I'm just so happy to be here. Same. I'm so excited. So it's interesting. I'm out here on the East Coast in Washington, D.C. When we met, you were actually in Portland and now you've Uh recently moved. Yes, I'm in the middle of the country now. I never thought I would leave a coast because I've lived on coasts my whole life, but I'm living in Colorado now and it is peaceful out here. Mm. It is so relaxing. There's sunshine every day and I've never experienced that. So it's kind of wonderful actually. Colorado is actually absolutely on my bucket list. I need to get out there. So maybe we will be meeting each other in person one well, day. yeah. So <laughs> I'll have a guest room available if you ever do, when you do come out. I can't wait. So I want to get into it because I was very specific in reaching out to you for this season. I told you this season is all dedicated to the disruptors. And I've coined it in that way because I think, you know, four seasons in, what I hear a lot from women is fear. Fear in a lot of ways around um making certain moves in their careers and their relationships and also with money and so when i thought about bringing someone on with this like unique lens who was really out there shaking some shit up (laughs) who i respect (laughs) tremendously i thought of you and so i want to get into it and talk about some of these the way in which you are being disruptive in this space and your thoughts and ideas around money and how we relate to it. But before we get into it, I want to have people, I want to let people into who you are. So tell us a little bit about your story, Elena. Who are you? Let's let's dive in. Let's see how early into the journey do I want to go? Well, whatever, Um, whatever impacted you in in the work that you're doing today, I feel like is a good place to start. Perfect. So before 2018, I was working for a family business, actually, as a creative director. So it was marketing, graphic design, like doing all of the kind of corporate level things, nine to five salary. And, you know, I love the work that I did. I love supporting my family. I love I'm like a doer. I'm like, let's just create all of this fun stuff for this business. But I also felt like there was something with with it that was just missing. And I felt this power within me, but the the environment I was in, I felt really depressed. And there was just kind of this discordance within me, like, well, I have this great job. I'm getting paid very well for it. And yet I felt so dissatisfied. And I was going through just a devastating breakup with someone that I was convinced was my soulmate. And that didn't work out. And thank God now it didn't work out. But at the time, I was like, okay, so I'm I'm unhappy in my life. My job is great, but yet I'm dissatisfied. And I just felt so out of my power. And I remember there was a day I went to a bookstore and I found this book on money. And I was flipping through it. I don't even know why I was drawn to it. But on the page, there was a section about debt. And I was like, oh, I have debt. But I never even really considered doing anything with it except paying the minimums. And so it kind of brought me into this new world of like, wait, there's something tangible that I can do right now that's going to help me move forward in my life. And I can actually take my power back with it. And I didn't realize it immediately, but it was a slowly kind of like unfolding process. And I ended up paying off $40,000 worth of debt in two years while I kept my job and while I picked up other side things to pay that money off 
And through that experience, I realized like, oh shit, I actually am powerful. I can actually do something for myself. I don't have to rely on the love from some guy who actually was terrible for me. I don't have to rely on this job that I'm dissatisfied in. I can actually create my own reality. So that was in 2018, and that really got me thinking of like, well, what else can I do? And in 2020, when the whole world kind of went crazy, um, I think you might maybe know about that. Um, <laughs> just a little. <laughs> just a little, right? It, it was a beautiful opportunity for me to make a change because at that point I was so dissatisfied in my job that it was like, it was more painful to stay than leave. And so I left, I took a few months off just to travel and to do my own thing and kind of figure out what is really there for me. And I think it was actually like me kind of half stalling and half needing to take time to discover my power to do something even bigger, like to the next level, which is start a business. Because I was getting all these, um, these, uh, all these people, all these signs were like, oh, you just went through this huge financial journey. Like, maybe you should teach people about that. And I'm still like, what? <laughs> what does that mean? I have a job and the job is what gives me safety and security and an income. How could I possibly leave that? But through this whole experience of kind of like finding myself and just discovering my own power, I realized that. I don't need the job. I'm good on my own. I can create something just from my own heart and mind. And in 2020, I left my job and I started my money coaching business. And I mean, that's not where it ends, but that's really where it started in a new way. And the journey I've been on of uncovering and becoming and understanding what I'm really here for has just been like the most my fucking experience of my life <laughs> and the most beautiful experience as well and so here I am still uncovering still learning and and really realizing that everything that I'm learning about money and myself is all a gift because then I get to help other people through it as well I love this I know that you and I coach people in sort of different ways meaning like they come to us for different reasons but i think what connects the two of us is the fact that we're helping people to get back to their inherent power yes and yes. it's so interesting how life circumstances like a toxic relationship or the job that you really shouldn't be in are the things that can or like a myriad of other you know circumstances can actually rob you from what is inherently within and you lose touch within your knowing like you start to second guess everything that you like know to be true but feel like you need like extra confirmation of do you feel that way yeah a hundred percent i mean there were i can think back on moments um, when I was in this relationship, it was a long distance relationship and he would call me before bed every night just to like, you know, keep the relationship going. And there would be some certain nights when he wouldn't call and I would be laying in bed and like, I can't sleep until I get this phone call. And it was such a, such a challenging experience. And I remember when we broke up laying in bed and realizing, oh my God, I've been safe to sleep and to rest mm. all along this whole time. Mm. But because of this experience, 
I forgot, I forgot that I'm good no matter what. And it was, you know, looking back on it, I'm like, oh, you know, like, thank God for that lesson. But at the time, it was so challenging. And the same thing with the job. And it's, it's the same thing with money for myself. And I'm sure Mm -hmm. all of us, you know, and that's why I think the work I do is really, is really important. Because there have been so many times where we find ourselves dependent on the paycheck, right? That's why I let stay in that job that I was unhappy and I was like, the paycheck is what is going to give me the security and the safety. And I forgot that actually I give myself safety and security. And that's, I think, the connection to your inherent power. Because I think when you think about if you don't feel safe, there's absolutely no way that you can feel powerful. Absolutely. And like when you're in the wrong relationship or the wrong job or just like, on the wrong path in life, Mm -hmm. you feel on shaky ground. And whether you're willing to take steps to get back to that power is is like you recognize that you get to create your own safety. So I know that there's so much that you can talk about, but let's dial in. For anyone who may not actually know what a money coach is, can you break that down? How do you work with people? Yes. Okay. So this, yes, I could talk about a million things. So yes, Dina, thank you. Let's just dial it in. So there's two things I want to say. First is that the general run of the mill money coach is someone that you're going to go to, who's going to help you figure out your finances and it's going to help you like work through any mind drama when it comes to like spending money and saving money and kind of get a plan together for what do you want to do with your money? Like maybe what, how you want to bring more in, how you want to save it, how you want to invest it. That's kind of like a general run-of-the-mill money coach. Great uh, resource when you're feeling very unconfident. You're just not really sure like what you want to do with your money. So that's how I started my journey. But where I am now and what I offer to my clients now is way bigger. Way, way, way bigger. So what you get when you come to the kind of money coaching that I offer is not just, okay, what are we going to do with your money? What I think is most important is first we have to create safety in your body, just like we talked about. If you don't feel safe and good and confident and calm within your own system, you cannot feel powerful to make your next steps. I have had so many clients come to me saying, I know all of the information about what to do with my money, but I'm not doing it because it scares the shit out of me. Okay, so step one is how do you relate to money? What are your feelings? What fears come up? What anxieties come up? What stresses come up? We address all of that. And then step two is like, how do you want to relate to money? That's where the power comes in. And from there, then we create the plan. So this is so much deeper. This is so much more holistic. This is a whole whole life transformation when it comes to finding peace and your and power so that you can create the prosperity that you want in your life. I love it. It also feels like it's going to stick a hell of a lot more. Yes. Cuz there's so much information out there. There's tons of books, articles, courses that you could take, but as you and I know very intimately that you can soak up all the information you want, but if you're not willing to be with the things that are stopping you from actually putting it into action, like you're just gonna keep spinning your wheels. Exactly. And something that I think is so important, and it's actually a lesson that I've learned recently, 
is if I'm going to help a client create, let's say, a $50,000 savings, which I've done mm-hmm. myself, so that you can quit your job or so that you can whatever you want to do, what's going to happen to you emotionally when the money disappears? And so this is what I find to be the most important part of my work is I want to help people feel like they are good no matter what. And we're going to create like that like that foundation of safety and security and goodness. Because for me in my past, it was like I had to be wealthy to feel safe. I always had money coming in and that's what created safety. But when the money disappears, where's your safety? So what happens is you're actually giving your power away to money and saying money is what's going to make my safety. So we have to change that. Mm. And this is the way, you know, we're talking about disruption. This is how I want to disrupt it. We have to change this narrative that the money has the power over you and you're only good when you have a huge savings account, a huge investment portfolio, and a ton of income coming in. What happens when it just poof disappears? Because you know what? Like that's how life is sometimes. Yeah. What do you find to be like the most common story that people have with respect to how they relate to money? I know everyone's circumstances and their money story might look different, but I'm certain like I see it. A lot of like the same stories kind of come to you. What do you hear most? Yeah. So one of the main ones is I just am too too stupid to figure it out. Hmm. I get that one a lot. Like it's just too complicated. Money is too confusing I need um, I need a man to do it for me and this is like this isn't something that people share immediately it takes a minute but when we go down a little bit deeper like that's the story and that's gonna be present for for someone if they're not looking at their accounts if they don't have like a plan if they're like hoarding money or maybe they're spending it it's like it's just too confusing it's too hard I don't want to deal with it Um, And then that branches out to like, well, money is bad. I might as well not have a lot of money or, um, you know, just having it is not good because then I could lose it because I'm not good at managing it. Like That's a huge one. But there's a lot of other ones. I I have a lot of clients who are actually like, I want to become rich, but what am I going to have to give up if I become rich? If I become rich, is money going to disappear? So like it is a complex relationship that we all have with money and if you want to find like true peace and true prosperity in your life we have to untangle all that because honestly like like we've talked about Dina like this is all just what we've been taught this is all conditioning and who you are underneath that is completely different Mm -hmm. because money is it's just a piece of paper or numbers on your screen it doesn't actually mean anything except the emotions that we assign to it so we got to untangle those crazy emotions, you know, and I, I say crazy, but let me just backpedal. <laughs> they can feel crazy in those moments, but really we have to honor the feelings and know that they're coming from a place that we didn't choose, but we get to choose to untangle them, love on them and let them go. Mm. Yeah. I mean, it's interesting because I feel like money and the way we relate to it can be such a source of shame. I feel like there's so much to unpack with what we're taught about money and what we are, like just how we relate to it. I'm I, like, so what would you say to someone who comes to you um, 
who has a lot of shame around how they relate to money or are afraid to admit what they don't know. Because I feel like that's like the inflection point for disruption. Yeah. Okay. So if someone comes to me and they have a lot of shame, the first, the very first thing I want them to know is that it's okay. Everything that you have experienced in your past is okay. We have to allow it. We have to accept it. I'm a huge on honoring our feelings because I see so often people trying to shove feelings down and just trying to get into a higher vibe, right? But I think that's bullshit because that's not real and that's not true. So we have to honor the feelings. You know, you feel shame, okay. Let's allow shame in, right? Let's accept it. What is shame here to teach you, okay? And from this place, once we can kind of like remove the charge of like the shame, like means something bad about you, then we can let that go and then decide, all right, well, how do you want to relate to it? How can we create safety in your mind and body to relate to money in a new way? Mm. I love it. You know, I, I asked this question because I know it's something that a lot of people who listen to the podcast struggle with, especially when it comes to the shoulds. Like I should be making six figures, otherwise I'm behind, or I shouldn't have this much debt. I have made bad decisions. So there's a lot of like, I think the shame and the, um, our patterned thinking around what we think we should have or should be doing, I think is another place of like where the work that you're doing is so powerful because it gets to disrupt those belief systems. So talk to us about like, what do you find to be the most effective way um, of like disrupting that patterned thinking? And, and what do you typically re- like lean on? Yes. Oof, I love this mm-hmm. one. Cause I'm, I am huge in, you know, like stopping shooting all over ourselves. Yeah. Right. So if someone comes to me and is like, well, I should this or that. The first thing I'm going to say to them is says who, mm. right? Because someone taught you that you should be somewhere that you are not right and maybe it's not like clear like oh it's from my mom but usually it's from your mom or from your dad or you know from a sibling like or 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 a, a teacher or a coach or someone taught you this and the next thing is like how is that actually serving you right if you say i should be making six figures in my first year as a coach but i'm not what does that mean about you Does that mean you're not good enough? What's the story you're telling yourself? So first it's like, okay, well, who is this? Like, come on, let's be honest. Who says that you have to be this specific thing that you're not? And then what does that mean about you? Is that true? Is it true? Is it true that you're not good enough? Like, let's really, let's get into it. Let's be honest here. And I think often it does crack you open. I think it's so, you know, I love this topic because it's Mm -hmm. like our intersection of our work because what I find, and this is particularly true, I think around women is that we set this audacious, outrageous goal for ourselves almost Mm -hmm. in a slightly unconsciously self-sabotaging way. Like we're looking yes. for the evidence to prove to ourselves, well, see, 
I'm not good enough. There's no way I could do it. So use the example that you just did. I, in my first year of coaching, want to be want to be making six figures so that I can leave my job confidently and just have a seamless transition into the work that I really want to do. And then when you don't achieve that, you're like, well, see, there's no way I can do this. I have to stay at the safety of my job. I feel like there's this subconscious thing. I mean, I don't know if there's a connection to the work that you've done in NLP that like really like touches upon this thing that we're looking for that evidence. Yes. So essentially what is happening there is underneath all that you your subconscious has a belief that it's unsafe to quit your job. But in your conscious mind, you've been taught like, oh, well, I can make six figures as a coach. But your subconscious actually rules, runs the show. So you're, you're going to be finding evidence, no matter what information is coming at you, to validate what your subconscious believes. Mm-hmm. And I had that when I first started my coaching business, my first year, I was like, oh, 100K, easy, easy, easy. easy. It's like, oh my God, <laughs> no problem. And, <laughs> and my first year, I made 50K. And I thought I was a huge failure. Right? First of all, congratulations on your first year making 50k okay but mm-hmm. you but what belief did you have about that well exactly right so it's so crazy that we think that there's something wrong with that like 50k is such a big deal in your first year and like to think that there's something wrong with that so yeah what what yes. did, what belief did you have around it yes okay so my belief was the only way to be safe secure and successful i had to reach a hundred thousand dollars and if i didn't that meant i was a failure and i wasn't good enough and i'd never make it mm. wow It's so crazy the way that we relate to failure, the way that we tell ourselves automatically that if we didn't reach a goal that we set for ourselves, that we have to count ourselves out, which is so wild. It's so wild. In terms of that subconscious belief, like you make a decision about making a jump in your career and you don't meet meet the goal that you want to, what, what happened to you in year two? Like, did you disrupt your own thought pattern around that? So in year two of my business, it was actually something really important happened to me. So after my 50K first year, I was like, oh, well, well, this year I could easily double that and I could get 100K this year. But what happened in the middle of year two, after I got certifications in neurolinguistic programming and hypnotherapy, I was like, oh, again, easy peasy. Then I got sick. And I'm totally fine, but I had like multiple drug reactions and I was out for like five, six months 
and my income completely stopped. So my second year business, I think I brought in like 20K. And I have to say, during some of that time, I was like, oh my God, I'm the biggest failure. What is going on? And I was having these like weird, um, like uh, com- competitive beliefs within me of like, wait, 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 I've created these results, so I'm not a failure. But wait, I am a failure because look at the results I'm creating now. And there was like this battle going on within me. And people in the external of my life are like, oh, well, you're taking care of your body and that's what's more important. And I'm like, but no, what's more important is I create success and who cares about all of this stuff? And so it was such a challenging time. But looking back on it, I am so I can, t- I can say this with complete honesty. I'm so beyond grateful for it because I needed to have a break in my income. I needed that to be challenged in order for me to learn what I now am so excited to teach is that it doesn't matter how much money you have coming in. It doesn't matter how much money you have saved. None of it is going to create the safety and security within you. None of it is going to create the happiness. And I had to go through that very challenging internal battle to realize that. And now I'm like, holy shit, all of that happened for me. Mm. All of it. It was all for me. So I would like, like, there's still a part of me that's like, well, my first year is 50K. My second year should absolutely have been 100. And, and I'm in my third year now. I'm like, oh, okay, so like 500K, right? That That's what makes sense. But I get to challenge those beliefs and disrupt them and be like, wait, why do I think I need to have this financial success? What is it trying to validate within my subconscious, within my body? Do I feel content, happy, and enough now? And if I don't, then that's my work. Mm. This, I feel, is what is what makes great coaches. <laughs> no, I mean, I'm I'm being well, so <laughs> I'm being no, I'm being so honest in this moment because. You want to work with someone who's really gone through something that's tested these beliefs and they're speaking about it from their lived experience. You know, there's a lot of coaching tools and frameworks out there. And I think that you and I have intimate knowledge of what the things we coach on feel like in our bodies, in our subconscious, in the ways we relate to them, in, the, in, in how they shape our decision making. And there's literally like to, to look at these issues from a place of zero judgment and just all of the learning that it gets to give us. Like I'm not minimizing what you went through and to say that that is easy, but it is interesting to unpack where a lot of, and again, I, I, I coach women and girls. So we're talking specifically here about women and girls about sort of unpacking why the metric of success needs to look a certain way. Yeah. Oh, that one is huge for me. Inside of our conditioning. What is it for you, do you think? Oh, it it has been probably my biggest lesson Mm -hmm. because I grew up with two uh, entrepreneur parents and grew up in like a, I probably, if I had to classify it upper middle class because of that, we had a lot of money coming in. But, you know, like debt and all that stuff. But anyway, all that aside, I always saw success as the purpose of life, Mm -hmm. right? Because my parents were working 14-hour days constantly. They were always busy working and they had no time for us. But we had money coming in. 
right? So I was taught at a young age that that is where priorities are. It's about service. It's about success. It's about doing. It's about creating. And, like, the work my parents do is really profound. And so, like, you know, it's not like they were just working doing something that they hated. They were – it was passion work. So I'm like, okay, I have to do passion work. I have to be really successful. And if I – and the problem with that is that if I don't, then that means something about me. So that is what I have been untangling so much. And I know that so many people are like, yeah, I have to be successful or else. Yeah. Or else what? It means something about us. I'm right there with you. I've been untangling the same thing because I think especially when you're in side of a certain context where you are grinding it out and looking to reach the next accomplishment accolade milestone at a certain point like when is enough enough when do you finally reach a point of contentment satisfaction like i'm good because it's you're chasing we've talked we've been talking about this the whole conversation you're chasing a feeling you're not chasing the accomplishment you're like if i have reached i remember for 10 years in my career like i didn't hit that six figure mark until probably like 10 years in and I was constantly looking at that in in like up ahead of like, once I hit that, then I know I'll made it. I'll know I'll have made it. And now I'm coaching women around that same thing because I didn't feel like I made it. Once I hit the six figure mark, I was like, on to the next promotion, the new senior role, all the, it was never going to stop. Because I was chasing this validation that was outside of me, which was leaving me completely powerless. A hundred percent. Yeah, this is why oof, this is why you and I are so yeah. aligned here because it's the exact same thing. I remember when I was making that that money in my business my first year. You know, I was having consistent like three, four thousand dollar months. I think one month like ten thousand came in, and that's like the number ten k months, oh, right? Yeah. And I was still like, oh, but I had decided earlier that I want to make twenty k months, so I'm not. I'm still not good enough. And I've had clients who are over the six-figure mark in their work or their business, and they're still living paycheck to paycheck. They're still spending as much as they're bringing in. So really, like, it doesn't actually matter what the external circumstances at all. Mm-hmm. And I don't want to say this to mean that, like, making six figures is not, like, a fun goal to achieve. And making 10K months in your business is not fun because money, I think money is supposed to be fun. And I think we're supposed to, and I say supposed to in like um, an intentional supposed to, like I'm choosing um, to have fun with it, right? Like I want to make 10K because I think that'd be really fun. And that means I was really in service. And then I get to choose what I do with that money. But if I want to make 10K because I think otherwise it means something negative about me, that's the trap. Mm -hmm. So that's what we need to switch around. It's like we don't want to chase the feeling because a a feeling is actually accessible at any moment if you want to feel happy all you have to do is close your eyes and think of a time that you were once happy and your body will actually feel it right if you Mm -hmm. want to feel feel powerful all you have to do is close your eyes and think of a time you felt powerful and if you never felt powerful think of someone who you think of as powerful and imagine what it feels like to be them a feeling can happen in an instant so these results that we're chasing our whole lives to get the feeling like what if instead you just felt the feeling and then went after the results you want because it's fun and you want to? Yeah. Oh, I want to get personal for one moment. Let's do it. 
because the majority of people who listen to Embracing Enough are women, I want to unpack some of the conditioning that we have around relationships. And when it comes to money and feeling empowered in your decision making, I want to get really specific to talk to anyone who is struggling to feel like they are powerful because they're doing it on their own. So, you know, I've been unpacking this in real time. I've been exploring this a lot. I'm recently divorced. And I'll be honest, I can still have my moments, even with access to all of this knowledge, um, that like doing it alone without a partner feels extra hard. Or you can sort of get entangled in a mindset that has you feeling badly for yourself. And I know in speaking to a lot of women just in this past month who are either recently divorced or single, talk about that pressure in a way that feels really constricting. And so I would love to hear what type of advice you would give someone who's in that space of like kind of grappling with their relationship to money, but then also can't find themselves out of that that subconscious belief system of like, Ugh, why do I have to do it all? This is so hard. Is it even possible? Uh, It would just be easier if I had a partner. (laughs) Oh my God. The, what do they call that? The like knight in shining armor syndrome or something like who hasn't had that all like almost all women probably. Okay. This is, this is great. Let me, let me go into this one. So I'll say that when I started my debt payoff journey, I, I was, was it, I was just ending the relationship. So I was single. And I'm not single now. I found my person and I'm really grateful to him. But I will I will say that it's almost been the opposite for me. I'm having to learn to let someone help me. And he wants to. He he's an engineer, so he has a great job and he's like, I wanna like pay for more stuff. And I'm like, what the fuck? Like, I have to let someone take care of me? That's bullshit. <laughs> but that's my my personal experience right. is like I now in this moment where we're recording right now, I'm in the process of learning to allow someone to support me. But for someone who maybe has the opposite experience, like maybe you were married before or in relationship and you had a partner supporting you and now you're doing it on your own, I wanna say to you, how amazing that you have the power over your life and no one gets to be in the way of it. Yeah. (laughs) Because when I was going through Let's see. I like to call it kind of my financial awakening when I realized, oh, I, I have the ability to like make changes in my life. I didn't have to worry about anyone else. It was just me. I had the opportunity to own my past mm. and to get excited about my future and know that I have the ability to do it all and no one is going to mess with it. You know, no one's going to mess it up. No one's going to want to take anything away from me, you know, like, and that was just my mindset at the time of like, no one's going to fuck with me. Mm-hmm. Right. So if you're in that place of like, well, how do I do it on my own? You just get to, yeah. and how fucking amazing is it that you get to do this for yourself and the lessons that you're going to learn from taking your financial power back and doing it on your own, you are going to look back. And even if it's hard, like these things aren't easy and that's okay. Like we can do hard things. You're going to look back and be like, I did this and I didn't rely on anyone but me. Look how powerful I am. And then you'll get to a place like I did where you have to let someone in again (laughs) and then you learn like, oh 
shit, I got to share this with somebody. But really, really, it's like, I think it's the greatest gift to take your power back yourself and not not rely on anyone external and know that you can choose to have support, you can choose to let people in, but that's your choice. Mm -hmm. And you got your back no matter what. It's such... It's such a, like, incredibly exciting, inspiring reframe that I think when I, when I think about my own relationship and I think about other women who are navigating power dynamics and money stuff inside of their relationships, like, how different would it be if this foundation was clear before they got yeah. into that relationship. I mean, there's no right or wrong way. We get access to this learning in the exact right time. Um, I think that's really powerful though. So, all right, yes. I have one last question. Oh, just one more. I know, we could sit here forever. <laughs> I just like to be respectful okay, of people's let's time. Get, let's get to the last Listen, one. <laughs> we might be recording a second episode for the season, yeah, I don't know, to see like what the rest of your journey is. but. You know, I I think it's pretty clear from this conversation of how disruptive you are, you know, in this space of coaching, in the specific area that you're supporting people. And I would just be curious if you had to tell that version of yourself who was questioning whether this was the right path, knowing what you know today, what would you go back and tell her? past version of me that brought me to where I am today man she was going through it she was struggling she had a lot of self-doubt a lot of overwhelm a lot of feeling like things weren't working and what I want to tell her is that literally everything that happened to her was preparing her for the most incredible magic and blessings Mm -hmm. it was all for her And to anyone who, you know, is listening and and feeling that, like, no matter what struggles or challenges are happening in your life right now, as hard as it might be to feel this, it's all happening as a gift to teach you what you need to learn to get to the magic later in your life. And I'm still on this journey. There's more magic ahead of me now. And every time I go through a challenging moment, I'm like... I feel the feelings of like, oh, life sucks. This is happening to me. And I allow them for like five minutes, right? Because we have to allow the feelings that are authentic to come up. And then I'm like, wait, how is this happening for me? Where's the gift in this? Because there is. There is no matter what. I am having full body chills right now. Because as I'm looking at the screen, I'm seeing the both of us. We met two years ago. And at the time when I met you inside of that mastermind group with Michaela, um, I had no idea what you were facing, confronting, you know, with specific detail. You didn't have a clear sense of what I was dealing with at that time. That was us at an early stage in this journey, trying to figure it out, knowing that we're both like such badasses and this is so possible, but still like, not totally sure of it all. And I'm just having this moment. I'm like, we are our higher selves. Like back to that moment. Like just looking at your face and looking at mine and how much it's glowing and like, we are doing it. 
that like, just like made me tear up a little bit. Seriously, <laughs> because I know that we were tearing up on some of those calls. Yeah. Just feeling so stuck. And like, I, I don't want to speak for you, but like, I, I was really going through it emotionally. Like, same. <laughs> every decision that I made, was it the right one? Oh my God, is this crazy? And like, I always tell people the best advice that I've ever gotten. It's not flashy. It's not profound. It's two words. It's keep going. Yeah. Because you have yeah. no idea what's on the other side. If you just trust yourself enough to believe that you can help create safety in your life. You get to recognize your inherent power. And like so many people, Elena, give up. Yeah. Because it's hard. Yeah. But again, we get to do hard things. I know. And that that is what shows us our power. Yeah. Because oh. we all have it within us, right? We've already decided this. This is a decision that you have to just make and stick to that you have power within you no matter what and everything that happens that tries to validate something different you just hold space and love on it and then let it go because you've already decided that you're a powerful bad bitch that's it that's it oh my god okay so how could people find you if they want to work with you okay so i have most fun playing on instagram so come find me and hang out with me on instagram i have a website so i have more kind of information about what i offer there and then i'm starting something really new which i am so fucking excited about i'm starting this um it's it's the first one is a money visioning party that i'm doing on the 23rd of march so next week from the time this episode drops and i'm I'm not really the kind of coach who likes to like get on Zoom and teach you a bunch of stuff. I'm the kind of coach who likes to get on Zoom with you and actually like go through it together. So what what's going to happen at this party is we're going to create like the most badass financial vision for your future that you are ready to manifest this year in 2023 and then using some really powerful NLP, NLP techniques, create the reality and make it done. So this is going to be really fun. So if anyone is feeling really vibey with this conversation, come to my party. It's going to be fun. Um, and I plan to do it every month. So if this note doesn't work, you know, whatever, we're busy women, but great. Love to have you there. I love it. And I love how you say that it's like, we get to decide. Yeah. Yeah. We get to decide. And I do think that there's a really powerful connection. And when you feel empowered in your money, your ability to make money and your ability to make decisions around money, I think that filters into so many other areas of your life. It does. I really believe that once you find your power with money, you find your power in your life and your whole life changes. And this is something that, you know, as I've shared my, you know, part of my story today, it's like, this has changed my life so dramatically. And that is why I coach people. I like to, right now, I really like to coach people one-on-one because money can be such a, you know, emotional topic for us. And I like to create a space where we can like dive deep into those emotions and create safety for Mm -hmm. them and transmute them into something more powerful and more fun. I love to make money really fun. So um, for anyone who feels called, I like to do like a a six month container of people because it takes time to like untangle some of these conditions and really reestablish an incredible, peaceful and powerful relationship with money. So that's what I'm offering right now is a one-on-one coaching container on top of this really fun party that I'll be hosting. So. I'd love to see anyone there who's excited about it as much as I am. I love it. I think what what struck me from this conversation, I mean, there's so many gems, but 
I always love when I see women talking openly and honestly about money. Oh yeah. You got to. Yeah. And I, and to add to that, as I said, like in a fun way, yeah, like in a way of like, Oh yeah, I made 50 K and like, yeah, there was some emotion attached. It's not good enough. But I told some friends that and they're like, Oh my God, 50 K in your first year is the most amazing thing ever. But there's so much shame and secrecy around like, I, I know for the longest time we didn't even, I mean, with friends, I wouldn't even talk about how much I made because what if I made less than them and what would that mean? You know, there's just so much to unpack here. And yeah. I think just being able, I'm definitely going to be at the money visioning party. I can't wait. Yes, this is going to be so great. Fun. It's going to be great. And I think just for anyone who has resonated with this conversation, who wants to, you know, really shift their relationship, disrupt their own pattern thinking around this, I think Elena's for you. And I'm just grateful that you were able to share your story here on the show. Thank you for creating such an empowering, fun space to chat. And yeah, it's just been so fun. I always love chatting with you. I love and it. I'm sure everybody who's listening is just obsessed with you as well. Aww. So, <laughs> Well, to be continued for sure. Let's talk soon. All right. Thank you so much, Dina. Of course. Hey friend, thanks for listening. I'm so grateful that you took time out of your day to spend some of it with us here. If this show means anything to you, it would mean everything to me if you made sure to rate, review, and follow the show on either Apple Podcasts, Spotify, wherever you listen. Especially, be sure to leave a review and let me know what you thought. I live for feedback. Because even though it's only me and my guest at times speaking into the microphone, into wherever you may be listening, I want this to feel like a conversation. So I want to hear from you. Lastly, be sure to follow Enough Labs on all social media platforms. Because remember, beyond this being a conversation, we're building a movement.